episode is all about getting fit and having fun in 2022. (laughs) Which we need after being at home with our mother for the past two weeks who only eats cookies and chocolate. Yeah, I'm really pumped about this episode. I think it's really cool because last week we kind of touched on self-care and taking care of you on the inside. And then this week, we're really hitting taking care of yourself on the outside, fitness, nutrition. And on top of that, we have a badass guest this week. Alexis Fisher is joining us. She is the founder of Move with Lex. She's also one of my best friends in Hawaii, Aaliyah. That is her older sister. Um, Alexis came to Hawaii to visit Aaliyah and I met her and instantly fell in love with her. She honestly really reminded me of you a lot, Allie, like same vibe. You guys are the same age. We actually have the same birthday, like a bunch of kind of random things that just made me feel like really drawn to her and her personality. She's just like the cool, I think just like the coolest person ever. And I'm really glad Mm -hmm. that she was able to join us today. You know, everyone comes into the new year ready to change their body and get in shape. And I think that she just looked at it from a great way of, you know, it's not just one week, it's the consistency. So it's committing to something every day, even if it's just 20 minutes or like a walk outside. It doesn't have to be this big, overwhelming thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something that we both realized during quarantine and COVID, I mean, we're still kind of operating on that mindset a little bit, is the accessibility of Mm -hmm. online virtual workouts. Like you really don't have to have a gym membership anymore. And I think that's like really amazing. In Hawaii, I basically – only work out at home. So yeah, I have discovered this about myself that like I'm a class person, like I can work out alone, but I really enjoy the community of being in a class and having an instructor and like the motivation that comes along with that. But I mean, yeah, it's working out is something you can totally do at home. You just have to find what works best for you. And for me, like I jump around from workouts. You know, I think that what Alexis said about mixing it up was really great because sometimes I will just get stuck doing one thing and then I get so burnt out by it that I never want to do it again. Like that happened with spin for me. Like I was so obsessed with with doing spin a couple of years ago that I couldn't even just do it. I had to teach it. And then I hated it for two years. And now I'm slowly starting to like it again. So I think that mixing it up is really important. Yeah. What are some workouts that you're into right now in the new year? Well, um, this is actually like part of my high. So when I was in Oxford, I was doing hot yoga a lot with mom and I forgot how much I liked hot yoga. Like I love it, especially this time of year when it's cold and it's really good for your mental health. And so I found a new studio here in Nashville. It's called Bend and Zen. Um, (laughs) But I really like the vibe there. The lights are really relaxing and cool, and it's just a really great space. So I've been going there the past couple of nights, and I've really enjoyed it. Hot yoga is great for, you know, like we talked about last week, like anxiety and really just kind of feeling into your body because I think that we can move throughout the day without ever checking in with our bodies. And like we do hold emotion in our bodies, like our hips and our chest. And so being able to to move and stretch is a great way to connect with your body and then your emotions. Yeah. What about you? So when I'm in Oxford, I love I loved shed fitness in Oxford because I'm also kind of a class person when I'm able to be. I like the quick interval workouts where it's like, you know, six minutes in a station and then you change. And 
something I liked about Shed is it's really fast paced. So I never really get bored. And then every day focuses on a different area of your body. So like Libby and I, mm-hmm. last year, I started going junior year. I actually went for the first time because you and mom like dragged me there. And I was really pissed, honestly, in a terrible <laughs> mood. I didn't want to be there. Um, and I like got really addicted to it. And I started going all through junior year until COVID. And then me and Libby did it together almost like five days a week last year. So when I got to Hawaii, it was kind of a change because I assumed that I was going to be really active, you know, but there are no really, there's was no gym that was walking distance and we didn't have a car for a while. And then I think there was an orange theory that is walking distance, but I'm, we kind of talked about that in the interview. It's not like my favorite workout. So I started getting into running and mm-hmm. that was something that I really enjoyed getting into because I played sports all through high school where running was associated with punishment. So I always just like hated the idea of going to like going on a run. I say like people who go outside to run for for fun are psychopaths, but like I really made it my mission in the fall to get to try to get into running and find it enjoyable and kind of get that runner's high. Reframing running. Yeah. Towards the end of being in Hawaii, I actually started really enjoying it. There's like a little canal that I would run along and I, really started to enjoy it and just kind of like incorporating home workouts, doing some of things like Alexis's workouts from her Instagram. That's why I'm really excited about her app that she talks about today. Yeah. Doing that. I think that it's also really important to listen to your body because at different times, your body is going to want different things. Like right before Christmas, there was like two weeks where I just didn't work out. I just didn't yeah. feel motivated to do it. I just – my body needed rest. I was going in a million directions with work and things, you know, going on like right before the holidays. Like there's so many things happening and I just needed that rest. And so I think that that's something that I've gotten better about doing because I used to just like push myself so hard. Like I had to get up and go to shed every day. I had to do Orange Theory every day and like there were no excuses, no missed days. But just, you know, learning when my body needs a rest and, you know, when I can push harder and – that's why I love using ClassPass too, because you can have access to different types of classes. You can do spin class one day, um, a kickboxing class the next day, and I really like that. I like to like to keep it interesting and mix it up. Yeah, I think there was this like really weird time, um, the end of being in Hawaii, where it was like right around when we started the podcast that I got sick, and I was running one day. And I like knew that I should go on a run. Like my body was like, you're exhausted. Don't do it. And I literally went on a run. I was fearful that I was going to literally pass out. And so after that, it was like two weeks of not working out. And I think just listening to your body and kind of those cues, like when, okay, I don't need to push myself today. It doesn't mean that you're going to like never work out again, but like listening to your body is really important. It's something mm-hmm. that I've really have been trying to learn or just kind of yeah. like mixing up your workouts. And not being led by guilt. If you've been eating a lot or something, it's like, oh, I have to go do this. Do you want to go do this? Like, is this going to actually benefit you? Or are you going to hate it the whole time and not get anything out of it? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so you kind of touched on your high of the week. What is your low this week? Do you have a low? I think my low is just always that post-Christmas holiday low, you know, after being with everyone, having to say bye to you, I won't see you for a while, and um, just being with our family for a while. And uh, I got home, actually, and thankfully, um, my roommate Vivian undecorated our house, so I didn't have to do it. But it was sad. I feel like it's empty. Yeah, I feel you on the post-Christmas blues. So, For you guys listening, I'm in Oxford still recording this 
Allie's back in Nashville. And then tomorrow I'm leaving to go to California, which is a high of mine. I'm really looking forward to going back to San Diego for a few days. Um, have a lot of fun stuff planned there. And then going back to Hawaii on the 10th. So kind of starting the journey of going back home. But my low from that high would just be I hate the period of having to like leave and change and like tell people bye. I would legitimately rather break my arm, I think, than tell people bye. Like I just hate <laughs> – I'd rather just ghost. Like, I don't even want to say bye. I just want to, like, leave all of a sudden. Like, Irish goodbye, everybody. So, yeah, saying bye is not fun. But I know there's a lot to look forward to. Um, Yeah, lots to look forward to. Yeah, a lot to be excited about. That's kind of what I think I'm going to try to, like, like live by this year is just, like, there's so much to always be excited about. Even Mm -hmm. when you're in a low, like, there's always good things to look forward to. And it doesn't have to be something big and major. It could just be something small that you're excited about and yeah. you're looking forward to. The other day I was like, I don't know what I was doing, but I was like, I'm literally living like the best time of my life right now. Even when things are like tough or annoying, like this is, you know, there's always just things to look forward to. So yeah. It's all about perspective. Yeah. It's all about perspective and how you look at it. But speaking of, what is something that you're excited about? I think I know the answer to this, but go ahead. What? We'll answer it and I'll tell you if I got it right. Something I'm excited about is going back to Hawaii. Honestly. No, I wasn't going to guess that. What were we going to say? San Diego. Oh, yeah. Well, I just said that. Well, it can still be something you're excited about. Oh, wait. You know what? I kind of let my high be like what I was excited about. So I'd say my high of the week was being in New Orleans with you guys, even though the Sugar Bowl kind of lost the game, but like still had a really good time being with y'all and just like the five of us being together again one last time. And then, yeah, something I'm excited about is going to San Diego tomorrow. Um, I went to San Diego on my way home from Hawaii and I get to go back and it's it's a really cool place. It honestly reminds me a lot of Hawaii and I feel like it's somewhere that I would like love to live one day. It's such a cool place. We didn't even really talk about New Orleans, but it really was such a fun trip. I Really enjoyed everything that we did there. It's it's funny because speaking of perspective, our trip started off a little bit rocky, but oh my god, yeah, guys, my Uber <laughs> got in a car accident. Like that was after we had to move Airbnbs. Yeah, in the first like two hours of being in New Orleans, we had to move Airbnbs, and then my Uber got in a wreck. And I was like, let me let me just paint the picture. So we were moving Airbnbs as we were getting ready for New Year's Eve dinner. So like Bird had her weave hanging off of her arm. I was like half dressed. Actually, I will give myself props. I was the only one who was like ready, which is never the case. I'm always the last one ready. Yeah. But we were just like pulling our luggage through New Orleans, had to move. It was fine. It worked out. And then so the revivalist canceled like the day before we were going down there. So we were scrambling for plans. So I ended up getting a reservation at one of my favorite restaurants in New Orleans, Jack Rose. And because we had to move Airbnbs, we were late for dinner. So I was like, I'm just going to go get the table with mom and Wynn, our brother. So we leave. And then Bert and my dad were just going to meet us there because they were going to finish getting everything moved into the new Airbnb. And on the way there, they their Uber gets in a, a car wreck. But everything was fine. Well, as we were moving Airbnbs, I looked up to the sky and I was like, what else do you have? Like, what else do you got for me this year? Like, let's just get it all out. And Allie was like, don't say stuff like that. And then immediately my Uber wrecked. I was like, the uh, funny part was 
that when you texted, like your Uber had wrecked, mom and I like didn't bat an eye. We were like, oh, of course. Of course it did. No worries. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully 2021 was just kind of working it all out towards the end, like any last little things that it had to get out, it took out and then we're moving in a a good yeah. direction or a bad direction. Like we said, no, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but then we, we shifted our perspective and I loved New Year's Eve and I got to see one of my best friends from college, Kat, and just being on the balcony with you was really fun. So yeah, New Year's Eve, we were on Bourbon Street um, with the masses, Allie's throwing beads, just setting the scene. It's packed. And yeah, sweaty. It's like 1230. The countdown just occurred and we we're wandering the streets and we find our way into this bar called The Beach. And I think that we are probably like on the older end of people there. Like- probably like a thousand percent. There were kids there that I used to babysit that were there legally. <laughs> Yeah. So we're dancing. Um, I'm pretty sure the song Gasolina is playing at this exact moment. And I decide to take out my phone and start podcasting because I just wanted to give you guys a look into how we started the year. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I'm going to take you guys to the beach with us on January 1st. It's the new year. Roll tape. Happy 2022 coming from the club. Allie, say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> so there you have it. There you have it. Happy <laughs> New Year. I'm really glad you guys could be a part of that with us. We're going into 2022 with this energy. <laughs> Yeah, that was such a fun New Year's Eve. Um, Allie and I have said that we might try to make a tradition of being together every New Year's. We were together this New Year's and last year, and it's just really fun. It's a good way to start the year. Oh, I have to say what I'm excited about. I'm going to a workshop this weekend at a yoga studio here in Nashville, and it is about um, setting intentions for the new year. And I'm going with my friend Rachel, who I talked about last episode. And yeah, I'm honestly just looking forward to having a weekend in Nashville and just being here. I've been gone literally every weekend for the past, honestly, months. So I'm excited just to have a low-key weekend. I'm excited to be like kind of in one place for a, a good while. Um, yeah. Because – I just feel like I've been like all over the place, which is like such a blessing. And I'm like so grateful that I've got to do some cool things since I've been home. But I'm kind of stoked to like have everything settled and just kind of like yeah. be in one place. Um, it's fun to be on the go, but, you know, you do need that time of just being home. Well, I'm really excited for all the things we have coming up. Um, I'm excited for all the episodes we have planned. We have a lot of really I fun know. episodes planned this month, I will say brag on me and Allie a little bit, but we really got to planning for this month. And I'm really excited that we get to kick off the episodes with Alexis talking a little bit about fitness and feeling your best on the inside out. And I'm really excited to welcome a friend and someone that I look up to, Alexis Fisher, to Go Call Your Sister. So happy to have you joining our podcast today, especially for the new year. And I feel like a lot of people are really 
focusing in on their fitness journeys um, at the start of a new year. Every January, people start that really strong. So tell us a little bit about your fitness journey and everything that you do. Yes. It's actually crazy. Like I don't, I didn't realize how hard people hit the January. It's like January 1st. I went into um, where I teach in West Hollywood and I couldn't believe how crowded it was. Like it's just something about January 1st or I guess it was third this year, January 3rd. It's like, we're back. (laughs) Yeah. The gyms have been crazy. Like my yoga class tonight was packed. Like every inch was taken. Yeah. So it's, it's inspiring for sure. Um, so my journey really began, I was born and raised dancing, uh, professionally dancing, and then went on to college to study dance, then left college early to start dancing professionally, kind of traveled around the world dancing. And in one of my jobs, we were asked to start to perform um, different like aerial acts, you know, like climbing and silks and all of that kind of stuff and for that we had to go through like a lot of strength training in order to get like approved and if you could you could make more money so there was a big aspect of wanting to do it because you can make more money it's kind of dangerous so the difficulty whatever and I realized that I was really not strong (laughs) I had a great cardiovascular system just from dancing it was a lot of cardio But in terms of my strength, I was really, really weak. I couldn't do, I mean, a lot of people can't do a pull-up, but I couldn't really do a push-up, like a pull-up, like anything. And I started, I did get approved, but then I started injuring myself because I was thinking I was just overcompensating and trying to do things that really weren't of my caliber. So I had to start going to physical therapy. And at physical therapy, they started training or really doing like Pilates recovery with us. So that's really where I started my Pilates love and journey. Um, And I shortly thereafter started or stopped really traveling for dance and stayed in New York City for a while and realized that I was kind of unhappy in New York City and needed a change. And I had never been to LA. So I packed up everything and I said, I'm going to move to LA. And that's really where fitness began. I started teaching at a dance studio that did dance cardio. So that's kind of how it seamlessly went in. And then Pilates is really where I was like, no, I want to focus in on that. So I got certified and um, continued on with just lots of certifications and working at a lot of high-end gyms in LA. And then through COVID was really where my own thing um, began to blossom because of the online world, which I'm so, so grateful for. Um, And it's just something that I love so much. And I can't believe that I get to wake up every day and, and do what I love. It's a blessing. So tell us a little bit about your own thing. It's called Move. Um, tell us yes. a little bit about that. Yes. So I worked with a company in the very beginning of COVID and they were a startup as well. So it was kind of a risk on both ends because they were new and I was new. Um, but I really liked the founders and they pretty much started my whole coding wise. There's like a whole back end to starting a website and all of that kind of stuff. So they started my online site that I have now. And then through all of that, they also created my app for me that just launched, what was it like two months ago in November. So that was super exciting. And I essentially um, worked with them for almost a year 
kind of building it out. And it's it was really from the ground up, which was cool to watch, but also super frustrating. I had to have a lot of patience through it because there's so many things that the Apple store does that you have to kind of weave your way around and everything. I'm sure you guys know with working with your podcast and stuff. So, um, so it's been, it's been a journey, but I finally have like pretty much everything that I want. It's the on-demand library. I offer everything's based in Pilates, but I call it move because it really is just encouraging you to move your body. Um, and I really offer every type of modality. There's strength training, there's hit there's dance cardio, there's Pilates. It's really every type, kind of like a, a class pass type of situation, but in an app. Um, so I have guests on, we do meditation, we do breath work. So really everything that health and wellness involves, I try to incorporate. We do group challenges like three or four times a year. Um, there's a Facebook group for all the community to chat, share recipes, kind of stuff like that. And I have my highs and lows with running my own business. It's so rewarding, but also so isolating and alienating at times, you know, just kind of doing it by yourself and feeling like there's no one there to really push you. It's really all on your shoulders. Um, so that at times, like during the holidays, I haven't really been motivated and it's been really hard, even though like the holidays are a great time to do sales and all of that. I just have been like, I need a break. Um, so it's a balance, but I do love it so much. I love how honest you are about running a business because I feel like sometimes entrepreneurs are always like, oh, it's so great. Like everything's <laughs> wonderful, but then they don't really, people don't see the other side of that and what it's actually like. Oh my gosh. Like we, I actually am a part of like a little online group of girls who all have their own little businesses as well. And we talk, we try to talk once a week. And it's so lovely to talk because we all go through the same struggles and it's so nice just to hear because, you know, you're not going to share everything on your social media and you're not going to share all the highs and the lows all the time. Uh, I try to be as honest as possible, but there's just things that like, you, it's just too much. Um, and it's so nice just to have a little group like that to keep yourself accountable and know that like everyone else is going through the same thing. But I mean, having your own business is so rewarding in the sense of, just scheduling your life. You can travel, you can do everything else. But at the same time, you have, like I was saying, like there's no one saying you have to do this. So it's a lot of self-motivation of like, okay, like every week I write down in my journal, like I've got to get this, this, and this done because or else it's, it doesn't, there's no one saying I have to do it, but I have to do it, you know? Right. Yeah. I remember when um, it was before I met you, before you came to Hawaii, yeah. And yeah. Aaliyah was just wondering, like, yeah, my sister does fitness. And Perry and I were just saying, like, yeah. it was hard in Hawaii. We don't have, like, the gyms. Yeah, like, we have in Oxford. And we didn't have a car for a while. And it there's a lot of outside things. But it's not like you're in a class where people are like, let's go. And so Aaliyah right. was like, yeah, my sister does fitness videos. So Perry and I started <laughs> doing them in our apartment, literally, like, on our carpet. And, and then you came to Hawaii. But your classes, I think we did some on – I did – a few on your reels on Instagram. Yeah. It was off, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Off my computer. Oh. And that's something that I've had to learn a lot in Hawaii because in Oxford, I had such a different fitness routine. I was like a part of a gym. It was like a community yeah. basically. Um, and then moving to Hawaii where I thought, Oh, I'm just going to be really active. It is kind of hard. So you have to like kind of cut out that time to do like strength training. So, you know, we're not on the hikes totally. doing like sit-ups. So <laughs> 
that I really totally. enjoyed your videos on your Instagram reels. I know Perry did too. I'll hear your voice in Perry's room and I'm like, oh, she's doing it. She's doing it. Oh, that's so cute. I'll have to tell her. That's so sweet. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I made so many videos through, through COVID, um, really just trying to get people to move. But that's the best part about this whole two years of quarantine is really like an online fitness world has really solidified. And now there's really no excuse. I mean, you can literally have so many accessible videos to body weight to you don't need any equipment. And it's so easy to move, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So kind of going off that, um, since it's a new year, what are some ways that you would encourage people who are looking to begin their own fitness journey, but they might not know like where to start? Totally. I think it's so intimidating. I mean, now with, with TikTok, with Instagram, like it's so easy to find what you're looking for. Um, I, I have like a whole like beginner breakdown section in my app that I try to incorporate. Something that I just I just tell people is, you know, when you need a break, when you need to take a rest, child's pose, you know, grab a sip of water. I always encourage people to like rest when they need. I think my classes consistently just continue to move. I don't, I'm, I, you've taken it like I don't really stop, but that's just to encourage people to, because online fitness, what I've noticed is that a lot of people just take a million breaks, especially if the trainer is taking, you know, like one, two, three breaks then everyone just kind of starts to chill and then we don't get like the maximization of the the 20 minutes that we're working. So I just tend to like work and move and I'm like, take a break when you need, rest when you need. I think for beginners, it's it's so tough. It's so daunting to get into the fitness world. Um, but I've seen so many people in the community start at, you know, I can't even hold a plank for 30 seconds and, and it just, it starts to build and you just have to tell yourself, I'm going to do this. And um, you know, start slow, I would say with 20, 15, 20 minutes a day, include a walk as much as you can. I know so many friends that schedule in like, you know, 20 minute walks two times a day to get some, some sort of movement, you know, if you sit at a desk all day long. And then, like I said, there's really no excuse with in terms of time, because I think everyone at night has 15 or 20 minutes or in the morning, if you wake up 15 to 20 minutes early to get some type of movement in. Um, and you're going to feel so much better for it. I mean, literally, I, I every morning I teach, I think it's 7 a.m. usually PST. And um, it's it's truly the best way. I mean, I wish I had a little bit more time in the morning to have more of a morning routine. But uh, that is my morning routine. I love it. And I feel so, so, so good afterwards. So just start slow and um, you'll start to see the results in inside and out. Yeah, I think I can always really tell when... I'm out of a routine. Like, I mean, even the holidays that have just passed, like you, when you get out of the routine, your body starts to feel not as strong. I think the best feeling, even before you start seeing results, like in the mirror, is just how you feel on the inside. And I'm big on endorphins. I'm like, they're, they're amazing. They're real. Like, they're just, they exist. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, that that's something I think I learned during COVID is like, before I thought that you had to be at a gym for an hour. And you really don't have to. You can break it up throughout the day. Yeah. You can do 20 minutes in the morning. You can do 30 minutes after work. It doesn't have to be this big, long thing. And I think that people are always thrown by that. Totally. Some of my most popular workouts are just like the 15-minute IGTVs, the 30-minute you know, full body flow. Like People don't have that much time in a day. I get it. It's This is my career. So of course, I have time to do all of these you know, classes a day. But 
um, people don't have that much time. And so 15 minutes is really all you need. And if you can, like, you know, I tend to eat lunch standing up, or if you can just incorporate little things throughout your day, instead of continuous sitting and, you know, rounding forward and condensing our muscles further and further in, like trying to constantly just be be aware makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people tell themselves, I don't have time to work out. What are some of your favorite quick and easy workouts that you can do anywhere? I would say if you're looking for like a, like a cardio, quick heart racing type of workout, I love like a 15 minute hit class and it's kind of balls to the walls. You just press play and you go. I have a few of those. Um, so any type of like quick cardio, cause cardio isn't great to do for, you know, 50 minutes an hour, but if you can get your heart rate to increase substantially for 15 minutes, you're going to have like an amazing, and then I love to like tack on like a little ab workout at the end. So like a quick cardio with like a little core exercise at the end. Um, I love that. I love Tabata, you know what Tabata is. So it's Mm -hmm. like 20 seconds on 10 seconds off and you do eight rounds. So you could choose like three or four exercises. You hit it hard for 20 seconds, rest for 10 you know, burpees, squat jumps, lunges, like you'd be gassed in, you know, four exercises. And it doesn't take that long. And it's pretty consistent. I, through quarantine and COVID, my kind of my thing that made me get notoriety, I guess is the word, is uh, my core extra, like my core workouts. So I was really, I am still like really, really passionate about just training the core properly, because it really affects the entire body, your entire fitness, everything is a is foundationally it starts in the core um so i think a lot of people think you know the abs are just like a lot of sit-ups and it, it really is like a full body i do a lot of standing abs a lot of plank work a lot of on your back as well um but it's just like really the foundation of all uh things fitness in my opinion so i love a good 10 15 minute uh ab series I love the Tabata too. There's this um, app I use called Interval Timer and I'll just, mm-hmm. you know, whatever I have time for, I'll do maybe like five minutes on or five yep. one minute intervals, 10 seconds off and you can change it depending on what you want to do. But um, I love that. It's a great way to get your heart heart rate up quickly. Oh my gosh. In like three minutes, you are just, you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I love Tabata. Like going to the gym, especially starting out in your fitness journey, can seem really intimidating. Like people totally. get, people are too scared to walk into a gym because they don't feel comfortable or they don't feel like they know what's going on. What would you like advise people to kind of help them get over that? Cause you're not gonna be able to start if you don't totally. feel comfortable. I think if you're working out from online, it's really nice. I've heard so, so many people um, in the community that never turn their camera on and they have grown confidence over you know, a few months of training, and then they'll start to turn their camera on. And it's amazing because like they feel confident and good. So online fitness is great, because I really think people can just focus on themselves. There's so much less distraction of this person next to me. Oh, this person. Sometimes it's good for people. Friendly competition is good. Oh, this person's holding the plank longer. Okay, I'm gonna keep holding too. So some people thrive in that others really like to just focus on themselves without the outside distraction. So Um, I think for online fitness, it's a great way to ease in if you really are intimidated in terms of like walking into a group fitness class or a gym, anything like that. Totally get it. Um, And then I think, you know, going in anywhere, I mean, if it's just a gym, I would 
definitely go in with a plan. I think it's really, I used to remember like going into the gym when I was like trying to get stronger and dance and like having no idea what to do. And I didn't really go in with a plan. Like you're just like, wait, like I'll do some lunges and like pull this weight up. Like, you know, it was just like, I, I didn't have a plan and I felt really scatterbrained. And then I just felt defeated, like walking out. I was like, I didn't even do anything. And then I'd end up probably on the Stairmaster doing more cardio, even though I didn't need cardio. You know what I mean? So um, going with, in with a plan to a gym and then a group fitness class, I would just recommend from a teacher standpoint, because I've taught fitness for so long, like just know that no one's looking at you. They're so involved in themselves. Like they barely even pay attention to me. So like they're so into what they're doing and what their body's feeling that like if you have to rest and they're not resting, like they don't care. So it's like they're, people aren't thinking like, oh, this person stopped, like I'm judging her or whatever. Like really just focus on yourself, go in there with an intention of like, I'm doing this to better me and like not trying to be like anyone else in the class. I often feel like people, um, I always say this in class, like I'm just your guide, I'm your instructor, but I, you're not having to do whatever, you know, everything that I do. I do this for a living. This is why I'm here to push you all, but this is your class and your experience. So, you know, take what you need from it. I like the what you said about online workouts being a great starting point because I do think that so many people get defeated because they walk into a gym and they feel like everyone's staring at them and then they never go back and then they never reach their goals. Totally. And there's so many, there's so many uh, instructors that offer Zoom classes. It's not necessarily just online fitness because it, it is also really hard to hold yourself accountable if it's like an on-demand class to go in and press play at that. Like that's hard to do. But if it's like, I signed up for this class, it's live. I'm going to be there. I can have my camera off, you know, like I can, but I can still participate with the teacher live. I think that really holds people accountable and um, yeah, it gets them moving. I do like group workouts because I am competitive. So it's kind of like, I like that. But we started getting into this workout. Our mom was an instructor at Orange Theory. Oh, God. And this, oh my gosh. It was like, at first, it was amazing. It was kind of the first time I ever got used to like going to a gym. And that's where I really started learning like, oh, here's some exercises that I can do on my own. But Orange Theory, you wear the band, you know, and you're all of your information. <laughs> the heart rate monitor. Brain. And my family, like, we're just not built for that. Like, we're very competitive. Allie and I were, like, killing ourselves trying to beat Flying off the treadmills, like, literally. Yeah, and then everyone else in the class. And that's when I realized, like, I was lifting, like, way too much of weight. So I wanted to beat the girl next to me who was, like, a bodybuilder at Ole Miss. And I was like, okay, you know what? Not for me. That's why I – and I also think that it's okay to kind of bounce around, like, exercise routines. Like – I feel like if you do the totally. same thing constantly, it gets a little bit old. I got super burned out by Orange Theory. And I do think there yeah. is a fine line between having that friendly competition and then like murdering yourself every time yeah. you work out. Yeah. I'm the same way as y'all. I used to go to um, – do you guys know what Barry's Boot Camp is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We have one here in Nashville. I've been a couple of times. Okay. Yeah, it's like just – it's very popular in L.A. and – that is the one workout that I like cannot bring myself to go to because I literally used to go all the time. And I, same thing as y'all, just sprinting way too fast, lifting heavy weights for no reason. And I felt awful afterwards. It's it's not a barriers thing. It's a me thing. Like I just couldn't mm-hmm. bring myself to calm down. And, and that's why I love like, you know, 
the modalities that I offer. There's so many different varieties and it one day it can be low impact and super smooth and the next day we can, you know, do some strength training with weights. Like I just I love mixing it up and I think that's really where the body also does see the change because the body gets so used to, you know, you're you're just going to kind of plateau to a certain point and it's so good to continuously kind of shock the body is what they call mm-hmm. it you know shock the body to continue to see results of course like like you said hot yoga is going to feel amazing like I teach in a heated hot Pilates room those are like such feel-good workouts and they're great they do tone they do everything but I think it's just so important to mix it up yeah I totally agree with that whenever I do like one thing I get so burned out and then I hate going and then it's like why am I doing something that I hate I don't even enjoy it yeah yeah So I think that's why my platform has been exciting for people because I think someone left a review on the app, which was so sweet. And it was just like, you just never know what you're going to get like when you log in, which like is so exciting because, you know, it's just not the same movements and thing over and over, which is, which is fun. So in your opinion, what are some misconceptions that people have about getting in shape? Yeah, I think, I mean, I even look back at my dance days. I used to... uh, you know, really, really struggle with my weight. I, st- I still do a little bit. Um, sometimes I think I might overwork out, but um, I used to, with the dance days, it used to be just wanting to, it to be a quick fix. So if I had a show coming up, like I'd want to get like, look good for the show. Or, you know, if you have a wedding coming up or you're going on this vacation and you want to look good in your bikini, like there's always like quick fixes. And I totally understand, you know, like you can but the best thing that I've ever done for my health and wellness journey is just be consistent. And it doesn't have to be crazy. You know, like over the holidays, I've drank and ate all the things and done all the things and, and I've had a really good time. But I think my consistency, I still wake up, I move my body in some aspect. You know, I, I try to live by the 80-20 rule. I eat 80% healthy, 20%. I'll do it. If I, if I want to drink, I drink like but I, I really don't try to restrict myself. And that's really when I started to feel confident and really feel like I'm in tune with my body and um, started to really see the change physically and also just mentally within like my day to day. So I think the most important thing that I would say is just consistency. And it doesn't have to be balls to the walls every single day. It's just consistency with your nutrition, consistency with your mental health, consistency with your movement. And it's really not that difficult if you be, become make it a habit and once it's a habit it's you're, you have it with you and it, you'll it won't even be it'll be second nature my mom was just visiting this weekend and she's just like I can't believe like all these things that you do throughout your day you know that you didn't really realize in terms of you know like my vitamin c that I take and like just all of like the things that I do in my day-to-day and I was just like I had to take a second and be like, I didn't even realize that I do those things just because it's just a habit. I just do it every single day, but like, it's just become my day-to-day life. And um, yeah, so consistency. Absolutely. And then kind of going off of that, um, talking about your mental and physical health, how do you prioritize your mental health while also working on your physical health? I feel like sometimes you can lean one way or the other a little bit too much. Totally. I mean, I definitely incorporate messaging um, into my class. I always try to hit that mental aspect of it too. I think with my classes, because they move so quickly, a lot of people say that they can get out of their head because they don't really have another choice. Like, you know, they're not like sitting there in silence or I just continuously try to get people to move and they really feel like cathartic afterwards. Like they just like, 
let go for 45, 50 minutes, um, which is nice. So I definitely incorporate mental health into my classes, but in terms of just like separate, um, I'm definitely into breath work and meditation. I have actually been studying and learning from teachers in the space. So I hope to be teaching and leading guided meditation and breath work soon. It's definitely something that I'm a little nervous to do just because of the wording. And it's very, a lot of yoga teachers teach it and they're just so good with their words. And um, I'm getting there, but it's, it's a, it's a journey. So I have to, it sounds weird. I have to practice, but I do practice out loud. Um, So I think just something, you know, once a day doing, I I love, I mean, I live in Southern California, so I'm lucky, but I love just taking a walk with the dog or just, you know, getting outside in nature. I think that's the most important thing is getting outside and be like feeling the sunshine on your face. If you can, um, it's really alienating what we've gone through the past two years with the pandemic and just taking advantage of every time you can go outside. And I think that's for my mental health, um, the best way that I cope with the day to day. Um, and then the breath work and meditation as well. I love that you're getting into breath work. I just started doing breath work here in Nashville. There's this woman that I go to who's incredible and it's, it's amazing. I know. I really, I now feel like a nerd because like, I want to tell everyone about all this information that I'm learning and I like mouth tape my mouth at night and like try to do nostril breathing only. And like, you know, just all of these things I'm so grateful to be learning, but it feels like I'm like, now I want to tell everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly, I recently did holotropic breath work. Have you studied yeah. that? Yeah. And it's yeah. basically like you're on drugs. It is crazy. Yes. I know. That's a, definitely an emotional release. There's so many different types of breath work, but that's deep. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad that you're into that. That's amazing. I didn't know that something like that would be in Nashville. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I'm so excited for your guided meditations. That's going to be, I'm, I'm all about a guided meditation. And also I just think for me and like for my mental health, exercising, especially because like I work on my phone a lot. I know you do too. And so sometimes yeah. I feel like my world is so consumed and my brain is just mm-hmm. like running in a million directions. But when I work out, it's pretty much the only time I'm not on my phone, like consistently totally. I'm putting it away. Um, that's why I love kind of classes and like locking in with an instructor because I'm not on my phone. Like, could I find a good like EDM song to run to? But like when I work out, I feel like it's kind of one of the only times in the day I get to check out and my brain gets to kind of relax mm-hmm. and you kind of can go into like that other world or realm in a way. So I think that your mental health is like going to improve either way if you're incorporating like movement into your day to day. So, oh my gosh, getting off the phone is huge. I love yeah. working out for that reason. Um, and especially in a group fitness class, like, of course, you're not going to be on your phone. Sometimes when you go to the gym, you'll like start like looking at emails. It's just like, if you do go to the gym, I highly recommend putting it on do not disturb or airplane mode or something if you can, um, unless you're using your music. But, oh, I think sometimes it can work reversely for people though, because they're so addicted to their phone these days that like they get in the class and they like can't let go of like everything else from the outside world. They're like so attached to it and they're so, so I can totally read that when people are in class. So, um, I'm so glad that you're able to like disconnect and feel like you're present. Yeah, definitely harder than others sometimes, but I agree. It's, uh, huh. It's good to check out, even with like the meditations, like sometimes I'll be meditating and I like cannot get my mind off. I know, but I'm like, at least I'm trying. You're trying. Yeah, I agree. 
Agreed. And sometimes yeah. it's easier in the morning before you've gone through a whole day of thoughts, you know. Totally. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay, so we kind of talked about this earlier when you said that you live by the 80-20 rule. But mm-hmm. I know nutrition is a big part of getting in shape and mm-hmm. it's not one mm-hmm. size fits all. But can mm-hmm. you kind of talk about what you would typically eat in a day to make sure that you have that fuel that you need? Yeah, for sure. Gosh, nutrition is such a sticky topic. And I think it is one of the biggest factors that control our, you know, everything in our day-to-day life. Um, and unfortunately, I feel like our food system kind of sets us up for failure in in many ways. So it, it, it's very difficult these days to know what's right, not what's right and what's wrong, but just which path to kind of lead. I definitely am a very, very, very active person. So I realized, I would say a year ago that I 100% was not getting enough protein in my day. So I don't necessarily count macros, but I definitely am aware that of the amount of protein intake that I'm trying to get per day, definitely like above like 80 grams, 80 to 90 grams. I mean, I try, it's a ton, but like I need that to one, recover and two, to continue training um, and, you know, getting stronger. So a typical day, I would say in the morning, I do a huge thing of lemon water on an empty stomach before I do anything. I typically try to eat a tiny bit before I work out. So I might have like a little bit of a banana or something of that sort, but I don't eat a ton. And then afterwards, I'll have a protein shake or protein smoothie and or I'll have like a big bowl of um, organic cottage cheese. What is the brand that I use called? I can't think of the name right now, but it's cottage cheese with blueberries and cinnamon. And the cottage cheese has like 20 grams of protein per serving, something like that. I'm not like a huge fan of all of uh, the cottage cheese, but it has the protein that I'm looking for. Or I'll do like an eggs type of scrambled omelet type of situation with some veggies. And then, so that will have protein in the eggs. And then lunch, I usually do a big wrap of some sort. I, I love cooking actually. So lots of veggies. My biggest tip lately that I have discovered is don't be lazy and cut everything up because I used to like not chop everything properly, if that makes sense. Like my, like my cherry tomatoes, I'd like chop in half, but just chopping everything just makes everything so much better. It's almost like a delicacy. Like it just makes everything taste like it's done. Like, you know, a lot, it's really hard to get your veggies in throughout the day. And, but if you just chop them up finely and like throw them in your sandwiches, your salads, anything. Um, so I usually do like a big type of wrap, making sure I'm getting some type of protein. Um, I really like tempeh. Um, I do eat meat though. So don't get me wrong. Like I'll do a salmon or something like that. Um, and then snack, I usually have like avocado, tomato. I'll have like, I really like go macro bars. Um, I like like flaxseed crackers, cucumber, like lots of like dip stuff. Love that. Dinner, I usually have a rice or a quinoa with some sort of lean protein, sweet potato sometimes, veggies. Um, I love soups. I'll make soups a lot. 
sorry, it's kind of long. There's just like so many things that I can eat in a day. <laughs> and then dessert. Um, I love Trader Joe's coconut whipped cream on fruit or I have that in my fridge right now. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Frozen grapes, vegan cookies sometimes. You know, there's these little like cones from Trader Joe's too. They're like little like 12 of them in a package are mm-hmm. so freaking good. Um, I don't always eat dessert. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I'll have like a cup of tea if I'm have a huge dinner, just like whatever I'm feeling. Like sometimes I have a sweet, sweet tooth. Most of the time I have a sweet tooth, but not always. And that's it. So really just focusing on my protein intake and um, trying to eat, you know, as clean as possible and splurge when I need to or when I want to. Yeah, it's a good way to be. I definitely have a sweet tooth too, so I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. That coconut whipped cream is so good. It really is. It feels like you're having just like a delectable dessert and it's actually yes. not bad for you. Yes, agreed. I don't know. I don't even like labeling food as like good or bad either. I know. I think that it's, that's... it's so tough. I have a lot of friends that count macros. I've thought about it before. And it's very interesting because they just literally eat whatever they want, but just count macros. Like it can be potato chips and dip, but like as long as they're in their macros, it doesn't matter. It's interesting. Has anyone ever heard of smart snacks? No. What's that? Yes. Smart sweets? Smart sweets. Yes. Yes. I literally saw them, I think on Amazon the other day, but my friends have been obsessed with those. And in the new year, I really want to refine my diet because I feel like I like, especially like being, I think like what we do in Hawaii, it's always like, go, go, like, let's just eat when we can and blah, blah. But I think I want to start incorporating that. But when I have a sweet tooth, I feel like that's a good thing to go for. It's like candy, but it's, it's really good. It has, um, you can't ever win with this stuff though. It has some sort of like maladextrose, which is like, you know, the fake sugar, essentially. I'm not, I love smart sweets. I love like the sour watermelons and stuff, but it's just like, you can never win. And I think it's just all about going back to what I said earlier is your habits and making it a lifestyle. And, you know, when I go home to my parents' house in the South, not really the South, more the Midwest, um, y'all are the South. It's just, you know, you're going to splurge and you're going to cheat and that's fine. But then like just knowing like what works for you and your body and your habits, like it'll just be, you'll crave those things automatically if you just start to make slow, slow tweaks to your everyday lifestyle and be consistent with them. Well, we have been living at home with our mother who has been on what she calls the elf diet, which is basically all sugar. She has the biggest sweet tooth and it's rubbed off on me. Like when I was at home, I'm just like, why am I eating dessert every night? After Wait, is it a joke? Meal? The elf diet? The elf diet. No, <laughs> yes. it's not, not really. Oh, okay. No, okay. She, I, thought, I thought you were like, it was a real thing. <laughs> like, no, no, no. She, she just named it that because all she eats is sugar, basically. Which... My mom literally has the highest metabolism of anyone on the whole planet. It's crazy. She really, she really could eat cookies and hot chocolate for every single meal of the day. And I swear, every time we turn around this house on the holidays, it was like, here's a cookie, here's a cake, here's a sweet. I'm like, crazy how you can be related to people. I feel the same way about Aaliyah and my mom. You can be related to people and like you have completely different genetic and bodies and all of that kind of stuff. It's so crazy. (sighs) Yeah, it's it's absurd. I'm ready for the holidays to get on by. I got to get back to Hawaii. So 
we like to end with two different things. Hold on. Wait, what? My mom's also sitting right here. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> the elf diet. Oh, okay. Yes. My mom would like to add something into the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. She would like to know um, how you join your classes, like for people listening, how they can join <laughs> and get in with your app and your classes. So sweet, mom. Thank you. Well, you can download <laughs> my app, which is Move by Lexfish, M-O-V-E by Lex, L-E-X-F-I-S-H. So it's on the app store only for Apple products right now, but we're working on Android. And you can go to my website, which is lexfish.com. And that's where you'll find all of my offerings, my on-demand, my live schedule, um, all the short little videos I was talking about. You'll be able to find everything there. And if you want to try anything for free, my Instagram is at lexfish, L-E-X-F-I-S-H. And there is the tab under IGTV where you'll find like all of my workouts. I actually have a tab that's catalogs, I believe which actually like I cataloged all of my workouts from like different platforms and everything. And if you just go there, you'll be able to try a bunch of them and then see if you like it and then you can join more. (laughs) So is it a subscription, like a monthly subscription or how does that work? Yes. So it's $30 a month for my on-demand subscription. Then I do like class packs if you want to do the live classes um, and I also have like an all access for people who like to do live and on demand, which are like the, the loyal diehard, um, community members that are literally practicing with me every day. And yeah. And I think if you hear this and you want message me and I'll send you a free seven day trial, I don't think it's listed online, but I can send you a free seven day week trial. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I think diet. when you think about it, like thirty dollars mm-hmm. for a subscription—that's a dollar a day. I could I go yeah. to Chick Fil A right now and spend thirty dollars. <laughs> so, like, that on, is a y'all. good way to start your month. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay, something we like to end the podcast with. So, two things. The first thing is, what is a mantra that you are living by right now, or kind of like more in your day-to-day life? Yeah. I personally am going through a pretty tough time. I kind of shared that with you earlier. Um, So something that I've just been saying to myself, well, just one is that everything is temporary. Um, So I love that. And I repeat that to myself. And then another one, I think this is uh, Florence and the Machine is it's always darkest before the dawn. So I had a really amazing 2021. It was a year full of growth and I'm so grateful, but I'm just, you know, in a period where there's going to be highs and lows and I'm just toughing it out right now, but I know that, um, things are going to get better. So it's always darkest before the dawn. That is very true. I feel like the two of us were coming out of kind of a, a dark time that, you know, we've been there, we understand, and it, it is temporary. It passes. I hope it passes fast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the hardest thing. It's just like in the middle of it. It's so easy once you're like past that dark part to look back and be like, oh, it all happened but for a reason. When you're in the middle, you're like, oh my god, like, this is horrible. Yes, this not end, but it yes. will. And I think yes. January is the perfect time for like some really shitty things to happen because it's already kind of a month that's dark, yeah. it's kind of cold. Yeah. Like, yeah, 
Let's just get past it. It's a great it's month to practice self-care, focus on yourself, all that. Yes. You know? <laughs> all the things we just talked about. Yes. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> the last thing we like to end with is a would you rather. And I would like to give a shout out to my best friend, Libby, for coming up with this would you rather. This is a, And we're going to keep it fitness themed for this episode. So okay. the would you rather is would you rather in the middle of a workout, the dead middle, have your hair tie break or your airpods die (gasps) wow i'm gonna go with hair tie break because i love music i love hearing the music blare in my ears and second because i love to kind of whip my hair around like i'm like in a music video so that doesn't bother me that much yeah I think I'd have to go I don't know probably hair tie break because I can't work out unless trap music is blaring at like the highest (laughs) volume so yeah I go with hair tie as well my playlists are very important to me same I think I'm gonna have to go with airpods dying I cannot work out if my hair is in my face like it has to be pulled back that just really throws me off. I can actually like zone in on something. Like sometimes if I'm running and I like don't have my AirPods or we've talked about this before, but I have weird shaped ears. My AirPods do not stay in my ears. <laughs> it's a struggle every day. Um, I don't know what it is, but I have some. The, uh, the uh, Beats pros that go around the ear. Yeah, I, I need to do something. Love those. I need to try that because I have some notes for Apple. It's not one size fits all. But one ear fits all. Right, exactly. So I've kind of learned that if something happens with my AirPods, then I just start like saying a mantra and I can do that as I run or, you know, work out. It's just I like repeat something over and over in my head. Um, so I'm going to go with AirPods. I've never met a mantra that could get me through a run, but good for you, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta find some good ones. My mantra would be like, fuck this. <laughs> Sometimes that is the mantra. Sometimes it is. Yeah, true. Thank you so much for joining oh. us today. I'm really glad Thank that you. you guys got to meet. Yeah. Um, yes. Hopefully in person one day soon. I know. I, I hope we can go to Hawaii at the same time or something. Go visit Bird and Aaliyah. Well, thank you so much. All right, y'all.